Good morning, friends, and welcome to Wake Up in the Word. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hey, listen, uh, so some of you used to getting me a tad earlier. I did not go to bed quite as early last night, so i uh, tell you what, I, I did not get up as early this morning. And there's a reason. For those of you who are on Spotify, you don't see that I'm holding my courageous coffee cup this morning because I want to say congratulations to those courageous Georgia Bulldogs who won the national championship in football last night. What a tremendous game that was, beating the Alabama Crimson Tide. We are all ecstatic. Even those of us who are Georgia Tech fans are ecstatic that Georgia has brought home another national championship. Now, I know I live in South Carolina, but for those of you who do not know, we are from Georgia. And at the very beginning of my ministry, I was ordained in 1979. The very next year, 1980, is when Georgia last won a national championship. Herschel Walker was the famous running back. Some of you remember Vince Dooley was the coach. Well, Vince Dooley at age 89 was there last night to see his Georgia Bulldogs for the first time since 1980 take home another national championship trophy. So congratulations to all my friends that are Bulldog fans, so many of you and family members that are. And man, it was a great game. They pulled it off. Congratulations to Bulldog Nation today. Well, we're back in the Gospel of John and looking at uh, not just... Uh, not just celebrating a football victory, but the greatest victory of all. Because, you know, football victories come and go. Trophies go home and they start collecting dust on a, a mantle, a shelf somewhere, in a case. And what do they really mean years later? Well, here's something that matters down through eternity. And Jesus alluded to it yesterday as we were reading from John 10 about his discourse on being our good shepherd. I want to go back to that particular passage in verse 14 to bring us to the part I want to focus on today. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me. I know the father. I lay down my life for the sheep, but I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. He's looking at a group of people following him, trying to make them realize that it's not just about you. There's going to be a gigantic sheep pen, a lot of sheep from a lot of different places all around the world. It's going to be a big, big group. And because of that, you can't get jealous. You can't start saying, well, why is God blessing those people? Uh, I mean, it doesn't the blessing belong only over here in the house of Israel, for example. Those of us who are Jews, aren't we the chosen people? Oh, listen, Jesus is trying to point out something that's very, very important for you and I to grasp. He has other sheep, and that means a large and ever-growing body of Christ from all over the world, all kinds of people speaking all kinds of languages, looking different from us, having different customs, but all having one thing in common, knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. But listen to what he says. He says, I must bring them, those other sheep, also, and they will listen to my voice. And then there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because, now catch this, I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my father. 
Now, once again, he's alluding to something that's going to happen in the future. For those who would think, oh, you know, Jesus didn't know what he was doing and he set himself up and, and the officials arrested him and killed him and he didn't know what he'd gotten himself into. No, he knew exactly what he was doing and he kept predicting it over and over and over again. I'm going to lay my life down of my own choosing and I'm going to get to take it back up again. M.O. Owens re responds about this particular passage as I'm reading from, from his devotional. He said, Jesus next expands on those earlier statements and made one of his most amazing claims. You see, anyone can lay his life down for others, but no ordinary person can take it up again. You know, we honor a lot of those heroes. Think about Medal of Honor winners. How many of those in the United States who receive that prestigious award get to do it posthumously? In other words, they're dead. They laid down their life for someone else. They're not here to receive it. A family member will have to receive it on their, uh, in their place, on their behalf, because they made the ultimate sacrifice. They laid their life down. They have not the power to take their life back up again. They may be a hero but they are powerless to conquer death, the ultimate enemy. But listen to what Owen says here. Christ's resurrection proved his sovereignty over death. He had been commissioned by the Father to be his people's shepherd, and as such, he must be able to lead his flock anywhere, even through death. He's competent to deal with every situation. For one who can conquer death can overcome everything else. Well, that's a great promise to hang on to today. So let me ask you a question. Who are you following? Are you following one of the gurus, one of the religious leaders, one of the politicians, someone else who's trying to get you to come along after them and give them total and complete devotion? Can they prove that death is something they have or will conquer and they can do the same for you? I doubt that very seriously. Matter of fact, I know that only one has ever done that. And you're reading about him right now. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, there's only one that deserves your utter devotion and worship. And that is the Lord. Now, what did the people do when they heard these words? Look at verse 19. Again, the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, oh, he has a demon and he's crazy. Why do you listen to him? Others were saying, these aren't the words of someone who's demon-possessed. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So as always has been the case since Jesus set foot on the earth, there are those who believe and there are those who will not. The same is true even today. Friends, I want to encourage you to have faith. Be on the side of those who believe in Jesus. He's the only one who's ever proven that he can follow through with these claims, especially the claim about life and death. This month, we are doing a sermon series on heaven at First Baptist Church here in Winsboro, South Carolina. We're doing that because so many of us have lost friends and loved ones. We've seen many die and pass away, and we just seem to have funeral after funeral 
for very various reasons. And because of that, we need to understand the hope that helps us look past those events, helps us look past what seems to be an ultimate depressing reality to the truth. Jesus has conquered death. Death, where is your sting? Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15. Death, where is your victory? Thanks be unto God. He has given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So friends, there is a whole lot more to it than this life and this life alone. And that's the promise that our Lord, our good shepherd gives to each and every one of us. Follow him, my friends. You'll be glad to be a part of that flock. Well, thanks for joining me. We'll do this again tomorrow. Like, like us, follow us, be a part of this family and share it with others. And we will continue to go verse by verse through the word of God until Jesus comes. God bless you. I'll see you then.